Presbyterian Church of on Epiphany Sunday, January 5th, 2020. The Reverend Wendy Kamori Stager is preaching. The message is King Herod, Three Kings, and the King of the Jews. The scriptures this morning begin with the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. to Matthew in the time after Jesus' birth. Sometimes in our Christmas story and like we do that in our crush, we've got the Holy Family and we've got the shepherds and we've got the kings and we've, we've pushed it all together. But in the, in the scripture story, the shepherds show up in Luke and the kings and the wise men show up in Matthew. And so today we're going to kind of separate out the two stories. So hear how Matthew is talking about the time immediately after Jesus' birth. This is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child? who has been born king of the Jews. For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so I may also go and pay him homage. So when the Magi had heard the king, they sent out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. 
Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. Here ends the reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Please join me in a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, our wisdom, guide, comforter, and advocate, come and be near us and around us and inside us. Make us soft and open, receptive to your word. And may we hear, accept, and act on your will. Amen. Well, ouch, Pastor Wendy. That was a downer scripture. I mean, it's just after Christmas. We talked about joy, and we've got these wonderful three kings here. And then you had to include this part where children under two are killed? These innocent toddlers? Well, I have to say, I, I rather agree with you. I mean, I would rather not be talking about this. But then it also seems um, irresponsible if we're just going to edit out parts of the Bible that make us feel sad. Because this indeed is a continuation of the Christmas story. It demonstrates clearly how Christ entered the world at a time of great struggle and suffering. In Matthew's Gospel, he tells us that Jesus was born in the time of King Herod. Now Herod the Great was, uh, was and is recorded to in historical documents other than the Bible. He ruled from 37 BCE to 4 BCE. And if you've traveled to the Holy Land, there are places like Caesarea Maritima and the town of Sebastia that were constructed during Herod's reign. He was known to be, in some ways, a successful king, affluent, and had brought a certain sense of peace to that region. So he was the king of the Jews, and he was a king who knew he was king. The kind who had lavish courts and entertained with good food. He also kind of uh, sucked up to Rome, Rome as the empire. He, so he made sure that he was friends with people in high places. He was known as a friend of Caesar. And so Caesar also supported Herod when Herod needed help. But within his domestic realm, Herod also made sure that his power extended across the land. 
He kept control over the key institutions, including the banking, the military, as well as the religious systems. And so it was Herod the king who made the appointments for the high priests at the temple, and he demanded oaths of loyalty to himself in return. Herod was a king who ruled with an iron fist, ruling by fear and domination. And so hearing these wise men talk of a new king, a king of the Jews, he really did cringe. He's afraid of competition. He's afraid of the uprising. And so did you notice he tried to get the wise men to serve as spies for him? And to go along with his shady plans, he didn't tell the truth to the wise men. He told the wise men, yeah, 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 go find the baby and come back so I can go and pay him homage. This means to worship and to recognize him. Herod was not to be trusted. Because then when those wise men didn't return, that's when Herod went on a mass killing spree. And in his anger, he ordered the deaths of all those children under two, trying to erase the new king from the face of the earth. And while there are no independent historical accounts to this, this action was so in line with the rest of the way that Herod ruled his kingdom that it is likely to have happened. There is no way to sugarcoat this. It was a tragic use of power. Even though he said he wanted to honor the Christ child, we watch his actions. And his actions show that his true intent and heart was to only keep his own power and control. Indeed, that's what King Herod was known for somebody who was very insecure in his power. I found out this week that he even had his own wife killed because he thought that she was trying to work to undercut him. He was power hungry and secure, the most dangerous kind of a control freak. And for the people in Jesus' time, this is what it meant to be ruled by a king. You were ruled by a king who was someone to be afraid of, someone who was untrustworthy, someone who had the military power, the power over your very life and death. And so Jesus was born under the reign of this kind of king. Yet Matthew points out that Jesus has his own royal lineage as well. He is of the house of David. And so when the wise men come, because they have seen a star in the east, they come seeking a king of the line of David, the king of the Jews. But Jesus doesn't look a lot like Herod the king. He's not in a lavish palace. He's not hiding and protected behind walls. He 
He doesn't have a special guard of trained soldiers. He's not honored and revered by the public. He's a child born in Bethlehem under a star. And so for the Gospel of Matthew, this actually is the setup of the entire Jesus and Gospel story. Yes, Jesus, the Savior, God incarnate, God in the world is a king. But he's a really different kind of king. He's a king who will not be like Herod, who will not rule by fear and intimidation. Later on in Matthew, Jesus says this to his disciples, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and that their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. And just as the Son of Man, this is Jesus speaking of himself, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus as the king is about giving life, not taking it. It's about serving others rather than asked to be served and waited upon. Jesus the king is about sharing power rather than accumulating and holding on to it for himself. Jesus as king is about selflessness rather than selfishness. Because this is how God chooses to come to earth and be with us. To be in giving, to be in serving, to be in sharing, to be in emptying. And this is because God comes in the form of love. And love cannot be forced upon you, or you cannot be coerced into it. Obedience can be forced, but never love. Love is always something that needs to be chosen and given and received freely. And so if God wants the world to be more loving and sends his son into the world to show us how to do that, God does that in love. And then turns back to the world and says, You all have the free will, the choice to love in return, as well as the choice to reject the way of love and to follow other kings like Herod. It's because God can't come and force us to follow that it wouldn't be a path of love. It would be a forced march. Now, we don't have a King Herod here anymore. But to bring this to a current day, I want you to imagine if you ever have had or had had in the past a boss, a teacher, maybe somebody in authority who was a bit 
Herod-like. Have you ever run into somebody who was insecure and couldn't stand to be questioned? Perhaps a boss who undercut you or maybe other employees in order to advance his or her own status and position. Or closer to home, perhaps there's a control freak in your family or extended family. The one who's the know-it-all and telling other people how to live their lives. People trying to be little Herods and extending the power of their own kingdoms. I'm guessing you have run into people who like to assemble power and hold it to their own. People trying to be like Herod. And I'm guessing if you've met these folks, you have worked alongside them and you have gotten along because sometimes you go along to get along. And there might even be some advantages in currying favor with those who are exerting and gathering power to make your life easier. But I also want you to reflect. Did you, do you enjoy their company? Do you find yourself drawn to them and smiling around them? I'm guessing not. For anybody who is utilizing power out of fear and insecurity breeds more fear and mistrust and insecurity. But I ask you to think about the people that you enjoy being around. That there's probably some gentleness there, some generosity, some humility, some willingness to say, I'm wrong and I don't always have all the answers. The willingness to listen more than speak, to console rather than to fix, to love rather than to solve. God longs for us not to live in a world and ruled by fear and mistrust and selfishness and lies. And so he offers us a different ruler so that we might be built up in faith rather than fear and that we might learn to look out for others rather than looking out for ourselves. And so he gives us Jesus to be that new king. And then he gives us the choice What we remember today is that these wise men of old give us a model to perhaps be wise men and women of today who make a choice to follow the king of love rather than King Herod the Great. In the language of Game of the Thrones, we get to choose to whom we bend the knee. And for me and my house, And in the house of the Lord, we choose to bend the knee and pay homage to the King of the Jews, Jesus, the Christ, the newborn King, the King of love. Amen. You have been listening to Community 
Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Community Presbyterian Church and its ministries, come visit us at 2800 Georgia Street in Vallejo, California, or visit our website, cpcvallejo.org. You can also email us at cpcvallejo at spcglobal.net. Have a blessed day.